Welcome to the podcast where Beast Mode meets Manifesting Goddess. We are here to chase our dreams while in a magnetic, high vibrational state. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, and I am so excited to help you slay and thrive. for our seventh episode of the podcast. I'm really excited you are here today, and I'm also hoping you'll have a few big takeaways, especially if binge eating is something you are struggling with at this time. This is something that I have personally struggled with for decades, so I know exactly how debilitating it can be. I believe for me, I started overeating and sneaking food when I was about six or seven years old. So it was this habit that started really early. It got even worse when I got a job at Dairy Queen and had my own money to buy food. Over the years, I lost and gained the same 20 to 40 pounds over and over again. I was also bulimic for about three years between 2009 and 2011. I was able to recover from this on my own near the beginning of 2012, which was amazing. And I was so proud of myself for that. And with this, there was really no big light bulb moment for me. I just finally one day got sick of it and decided I was going to stop. And I might not have stopped immediately, but once I decided, It did feel like recovery happened quite quickly. And I know that is more of an exception than a norm. So if you are deep in the throes of an eating disorder like that, getting appropriate help is so important. I had really hoped that ridding myself of the habit of binge eating would be similar, that I would just decide to stop and then I would stop gradually over time. But it wasn't. I had the fiercest desire to stop binge eating. I really wanted to lose the weight for good and feel better. And I knew binge eating was holding me back. I put a ton of willpower and effort into trying to stop. I read books. I did journal exercises. I tried to create morning and evening routines. I read affirmations to myself in the evening when my urges to binge tended to be the worst. I felt like I did all the things but they all seemed like short-term strategies or things that only worked some of the time. And I ended up binge eating my way up to my highest weight ever multiple times. The first time was back in 2007, and that was really the first time I actually started trying to lose weight. And then it happened again in 2011, 2017, and 2019. Those second two instances where this happened were especially mortifying because I was working as a personal trainer and a coach. I felt like this unbelievable hypocrite, like a fraud. I didn't feel right coaching anyone else on their nutrition or health because I couldn't even stop eating these entire pies or bags of Doritos at night. It's only been in the past few years that I've really recovered from this habit as well. And it wasn't about any short-term strategies or quick band-aid fixes. It was growing as a person. It was doing a lot of the deeper emotional work. So I didn't feel the need to numb my emotions with food. 
We'll talk about those strategies in later podcasts, but today I wanted to talk about the harm that can come from this idea of never binging again. Like I said, during my pursuit to recover from this pattern, I read a lot of different books on the topic. All of them had helpful ideas. They just weren't the entire puzzle. But as I'm recording this podcast, I'm thinking about a book called Never Binge Again by Glenn Livingston. Obviously that inspired the title of this episode. And I'm fairly certain I read this book back in 2016. This is not a book recommendation by any means. And it's also not meant to criticize the author or his concepts. They helped him lose a great deal of weight. And he also has a lot of five-star reviews on his book. Many people swear by the concepts he writes about. They just weren't the most effective strategy for me personally. And there are a few reasons for this. And I think this is going to resonate for a lot of people as well, just based on the clients I've had and some of their struggles. The main idea in his book is that you want to disconnect from your urges to binge. He suggests that you refer to these urges as the pig. Once you've named him, you lock him in a cage and just ignore his urges altogether. Then he wants you to make this food plan and anything outside of this food plan is pig slop. So chocolate, fast food, cookies, candy, anything that isn't on your okay list of foods to eat is pig slop. And once the pig is in its cage, you just ignore its cries for pig slop for the rest of your life. And you never binge again. Happily ever after, the end. It does sound a bit like a fairy tale, doesn't it? And while I am not discounting that this approach can and does work for some people, it isn't the one that I'd want to use now, especially since I've done the deeper work to heal this pattern. I also think there are a few serious drawbacks from using this strategy. The reason why I'm so certain that I read this in 2016 was because it was right around the time of the US election. And honestly, I think pigs are kind of cute. I thought it was mean to throw this hungry pig in a cage and starve it to death. But I figured if I imagined instead that I had this unsavory political figure in my head urging me to binge, I would never give in to the impulse again. That would be like letting this figure win. And like many, many of the strategies I tried to conquer binge eating, it worked a little bit. It worked sometimes. It worked for a short period of time. But here are a few of the issues I had with this strategy and what I've done instead to more gently and effectively break this pattern. The first issue with this approach is that you're basically fighting with yourself. At the very least, you're fighting with a part of yourself. Your urges to binge aren't some external farm animal who's magically crawled inside your brain while you're sleeping and is now suddenly trying to convince you to overeat. Your urges to binge exist for a reason. They're coming from a part of you that is actually trying to help you rather than hurt you, just in a misguided way. By using this strategy, you're going to be at war with yourself. You're putting in 
all this effort to keep this pig part of you contained. And I think most people are going to have times where that pig gets out of the cage. And often, if we've been spending all this time and effort trying to keep the imaginary pig locked up, and we've been using all this willpower, that when the pig gets loose, it is one big hot mess. The binges are even more intense than ever because we've worn ourselves out. They last longer. They hit us harder. And then sometimes it takes this Herculean effort to recage that pig for some length of time before the pattern repeats itself again. And when you're trying to keep some part of you locked in a cage and demonizing it, it's also inherently stressful. It feels awful to dislike a part of ourselves, to try to shut it out. Then what happens is we end up living in this chronic stress response because we just despise part of our personality, part of who we actually are. In the next episode, we're going to talk a lot more about how to stop fighting with yourself. But for today, I really want to touch on this idea of never binging again. As strange as it sounds, I believe that wanting to get to a place where we never binge eat again can actually keep us more likely to repeat the behavior and get stuck in periods of days or even weeks where we feel overtaken by this pattern again. And there's a few reasons for this. Really, what's another way of saying, I'm never going to binge again? What is that going to mean to certain people? What does that mean to you? Never binge again could easily translate into eat perfectly until the end of time. It can create this all or nothing mentality that is at the root of so many disordered habits. I was also certified as a mind-body eating coach in 2016 as well. A lot of stuff happened that year. And they had this entire module on coaching people around binge eating. Each module had case studies so you could see how it worked on actual clients. In the case studies on binge eating, they worked with the men and women struggling with this. And by the end of the case studies, they had the person often down to binging once a month or maybe once every couple of months. And I can still remember being so unbelievably triggered by this. Are you kidding me? They're still binge eating? That's not success. That's not healing. I had really been hoping for case studies where the person figured out their shit and just never binged again. Because that's what I wanted for myself. I truly felt like this habit was the one major thing ruining my life and destroying my happiness. I wanted it gone. I never wanted to binge again, which was probably why I purchased the Kindle version of this book with such high hopes at the end of 2016. It was only within the last few months that I realized how damaging this desire actually was for my overall health and well-being. Since I've changed my perspective and released the desire for perfection, it's actually allowed me to take my health, my fitness, and my habits to the next level. So why is this desire to never binge again so damaging? 
There's a few reasons. The first is this concept of never. That should have been a red flag right off the bat. Throughout my journey, I've learned that it's the stories we tell ourselves that create our realities. And they can either be stories that propel us forwards or stories that limit us. And you know what one of the most limiting type of stories is? The story of an absolute. A story that includes words like always or never. So to give a few examples of this, I always max out my credit card again within weeks of paying it off. If you have this story, what do you think is going to happen every single time you pay off your credit card? You probably won't even be able to celebrate that massive accomplishment because you believe you're going to go right it back into the red and it's only a matter of time. Or another one. Sure, I can lose weight, but I always gain it back. If you believe this to be the case, then that's what's going to happen every time. Then each time you successfully make some progress in your weight loss journey, you're always going to be looking over your shoulder, waiting for the weight to come back, waiting for your old habits to creep back in. It's going to feel stressful instead of freeing. Or how about, ugh, I'm never attracted to good people. It's like I always have this magnet for douchebags. If this is your story, it's going to be extremely difficult for you to find a great partner. Your brain is always trying to prove you right. There is an absolute story, which is actually true in this case. So because your brain is always trying to prove you right, you're going to keep gravitating to the people who don't value and respect you. And what about when you set this vow to never binge again? I mean, it sounds amazing in theory, but there's a few problems here. One, your brain doesn't focus on negatives. So if you're focused on the goal of never binging again, you're actually going to be focusing on binge eating. And what you focus on usually comes into your reality at some point or another. At the very least, you'll be in this constant state of low level chronic stress because you're attempting to use discipline and willpower to keep this habit away. And this can definitely work for a while, but it's not a permanent strategy and it almost always backfires. I can still remember a time back in 2014, and I remember this because I had a Tumblr and I had blogged about it, and I had just gone 30 days without binge eating. And I was super proud of that. I felt like I'd really made some progress with my disordered eating habits. But guess what happened after my 30 day challenge of being binge free ended? I went right back to the way I'd been abusing food beforehand. I think it got even worse, not better, because I had just expended a full 30 days efforting really hard not to binge eat. The other thing that happens when you say you're never going to binge again is it becomes black and white. It's all or nothing. Since the beginning of 2020, I've seen massive improvements in my eating habits. I'm now to the point where I can easily go weeks and even months without what I would consider binge eating. But I realized very recently that the problem was because I still had this strong desire to eliminate binge eating from my life completely, anytime I did engage in the behavior, 
it almost became an excuse to keep doing it for a little while. Since I clearly wasn't yet at the place where I'd never binge again, what did it matter if I kept eating the chips or cheesecake or chocolate for a few more nights? It was this mentality more than anything else that was creating prolonged drama and stress in my life around my eating. It was actually perfectionism in disguise. It was all or nothing thinking. I then tried to look at my own situation the way I look at a client's situation. I'm significantly harder on myself than I ever would be on any client. And if a client was in my situation and was trying to never binge again, I would remind them that it's not what they do occasionally that defines them. It's not that one night where they didn't feel like cooking and ordered takeout for dinner and ate more fuel than they needed. It's not that one night every now and then that's holding them back from their goals. What holds people back and slows them down is letting a night like that turn into two nights, three nights, a week, a month, because they faltered, because they weren't perfect. And now I can look back on all those case studies from my coaching certification with new eyes and a new appreciation. It actually is progress when someone goes from binge eating most nights of the week to only doing it once or twice every couple months. That's incredible. It's especially amazing if that person can have a night where they eat in a way they're not proud of and then move on to making healthy, balanced choices immediately afterwards. I think this ability to rebound from a behavior we're not happy with is a skill that can make all the difference. I started thinking about this more over the last few months. I also heard something in a book that really drove this point home for me. And the book is called Finish by John Acuff and was recommended to me by my fantastic boss, Tanya Shaw. And I'll link to that book in the show notes for you. And it was this game-changing book. And one of the parts that stood out the most to me was how he talked about the most important day in our journey. And that day is the day after perfect. And this is so true. We are all gonna make mistakes and missteps on our journey, no matter what it is we're trying to do. And I think that what I was still trying to do deep down when I set this intention of never binge eating again was to have the perfect eating habits all the time. I might not have phrased it this way out loud, but I still think there was a part of me that wanted this for myself. And as a recovering perfectionist, I realized that this perspective and intention was actually causing 99% of the residual struggles I was still having with binge eating. I made a decision after reading finish to let go of never, which is really another word for perfect in many cases. And do you know what the side effects of this were? Less drama, less stress, and it actually improved my eating habits even more, which have already come a long way. It also got me thinking about the term binge eating and why this term even needs to exist in my life anymore. When you look up the term binge eating on the internet, there are a few different definitions. The first definition is 
the consumption of large quantities of food in a short period of time, typically as part of an eating disorder. It's that second part of the definition that I find especially problematic. If you label a way you've just eaten as binge eating, which is typically part of an eating disorder, then you're actually cementing the problem with a harmful label of a person with an eating disorder. And as someone who has been bulimic in the past, I know how damaging that identity can be for a person. I actually plan on doing a whole episode on the damage that does come when you label yourself in certain ways, but for now, just know that it is not serving you to identify as a person with an eating disorder. And this is not by any means discounting the severity of eating disorders. As I said in the beginning, people who are in the throes of a full-blown eating disorder want to take it seriously and they'll benefit from getting help. But as they're getting that help, I think it's so important to detach from the label. You are not a binge eater. You are someone who has created the pattern of binge eating through consistent repetition over time, but you can also create new patterns to replace that one. It's much harder to chase something if your identity is tied to it. Another definition I found regarding what qualifies as a binge is a paragraph from WebMD. And their definition is eating a large quantity of food, in brackets more than others would eat, in a short amount of time, such as two hours, while feeling like you can't stop or control how much you're eating. Eating when you're not hungry, eating until you feel uncomfortably full, and eating more quickly than usual. The part I want to touch on here is the idea of feeling like you can't stop or control how much you eat. And I felt this way for an extremely long time. I thought my cravings were more powerful than I was. I thought that the compulsion would swallow me whole if I didn't give in to it. It felt next to impossible to resist the urge to binge eat at times. And there were a few reasons for this as well. The first is that I was telling a story about how I was out of control. That wasn't the truth. If I was sitting there halfway through a medium pizza and someone showed up and promised to give me $1,000 or even $100 to stop eating the rest of the pizza, I could do it. I was just choosing not to. The other thing that was going on here is that I had created some extremely strong neurochemical pathways in my brain that were urging me to binge eat any time a difficult situation came up because that was just what I'd done over and over again. I didn't yet know how to work with my feelings in a healthy way, so I overate to make them go away. Then my brain was just taking the path of least resistance when it chose this pattern repeatedly for almost two decades, or maybe even over two decades, a long time at any rate. So I look at all of this as part of my past history. It does not belong in my present, and it isn't part of my present until I choose it. And you know what choosing it looks like? It looks like overeating on a Friday night and going into a state of drama and catastrophizing. 
Oh, there I go again. Back to my old ways. Binge eating again. I am not going to do that anymore. And I've decided that the term binge eating doesn't even belong in my life. First, because I don't identify as someone who has an eating disorder. I have some imperfect moments where I overeat or choose something that isn't in my best interest, but that's just being human, not being disordered. Second, the term binge eating is such a dramatic, forceful term. Our language really matters, and we're always creating our realities with the words and the phrases we choose. What's going to be more likely to send someone into a shame spiral? Using a sentence like, I went on a crazy food binge last night, or you know what? I did some mindless overeating in front of the TV last night. They're both true. They're both a valid perspective, but the first is going to make us drop into shame and despair, while the second is this more objective look at a moment in our lives where we didn't show up as our best selves. And that's okay. It happens to everyone. It's been letting go of the need for perfection and focusing on winning the day after perfect that has created even more peace and consistency around food. Healing from any unhelpful habit or pattern almost never happens at once. It happens in layers, and this last few months has definitely peeled away another few layers for me. And just knowing how much these realizations has helped me really inspired me to create this episode to just share with others so that it can start to help them as well. So just to do a quick recap, let go of never. Let go of the need for perfect. Instead, focus on improving your ability to rebound from the little errors in judgment. And try to let go of the judgment and the loaded language. Did you really binge eat at that birthday party last week? Or did you get caught up in the fun and overindulge in the moment? I guarantee that these strategies can change your life. And that's not just with food, but with everything. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Next week's podcast is almost going to be like a part two of this episode. And it's going to be all about how to stop fighting with yourself. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode and have a great rest of your week.